Ah, good evening, traveler. Welcome to the Penumbra. Detective Steele is desperate for clues to help him solve a case that's spiraling out of control. Luckily, he knows just the person to ask. But unluckily, she knows exactly what she wants in return. What luck! It sounds like he's in. Come, traveler. Come with me into room J-15. Juno Steele and the Midnight Fox. So, let me see if I can catch your meaning. It's about time. I've been tossing it to you for almost two hours now, Captain, but you're a hell of a fumbler. <coughs> Excuse me. So you came in here to, what, report a crime, that it? Seriously? We're back here again? Because based on what you're telling me, it sounds like you're reporting six or seven. All right. One more time, then. The case first fell into my lap with Grimm's mask. And took you this long to report it? Why? I didn't know it was a pattern, all right? But the pieces are all lining up. I don't even think it starts with the mask. I did some research, and half a year before that, the Haddad estate was broken into. Samir Haddad killed in her sleep, and among all the things stolen was an ancient Martian key. So you're reporting a crime that happened a year ago. One that we already know about. One that I investigated myself, in fact. It's not just that. Kanagawa and Haddad aren't the only ones. There's Anthony DiMaggio and Samantha Carver. Four crimes, then. Three of which happened months ago. Listen to me. Martian artifacts. Everything from ancient Martian masks to medicines to thrones and who knows what else. Steel, come on. It's just going missing. And whoever's getting it all isn't just going to throw a party. They are dying, Khan. Captain! Khan, Captain! You're not a cop anymore, Mr. Steel. You got no pull in this office, and whatever pull you used to have doesn't matter to me. I don't know you from a Joe Friday. Oh, you know Joe? How's he doing? I'm serious, Steel. I don't know you. All I've got to go on is your reputation. Let me tell you, it's not exactly glow. <coughs> it's not <coughs> glowing. If you want the HCPD's help, you play by the HCPD's rules like any other civilian. Got it. Scratch that. Like any other civilian, but politer. Got it, please. Good. All right, so... Martian junk goes missing. You say there's a link. Where's your evidence? My what? Some P-I-U-R. Evidence. You come in here dripping rain and tracking mud onto my new rug, you better damn well have something to show me. I, I just told you they're all missing. Go knocking over to the Kanagawa's. No mask. So you've got nothing. Ugh. My wife got me that rug, you know. Imported from Earth. You know what the shipping is like? A package that size from Earth? I don't care if I'm honest. Then I'll be honest, too. You got nothing, Steel. No evidence, no case, nada. So what, Cartwright's head just got bored and decided to take off for itself? Yeah, those crimes took place. Trust me, I know that better than anybody. I've got news streams calling me at all hours, waking my kids up. Who's got Grimm's mask? I need an inside scoop on the Cartwright killing. If they could get a direct line into my skull, it wouldn't satisfy them. But you haven't proven a connection, and I sure as hell can't see one. You come close, close enough that you were on my radar for a while, but... Me? What does this have to do with me? You've been awful close to this, Steel. Grin's mask, you bungled. The DiMaggio's pill you ate. As for Sam Cartwright, uh, that one's too bad. But a beheading like that, something that's savage, it's got organized crime written all over it. Well, now who's got no evidence? Did I say it was definitely the Mafia? No. But I didn't come into your office tracking mud over a thousand cred rug. An heirloom for Christ's sake. Would you sakes. drop it about the rug? You know what your problem is? You got a bad attitude. You don't know how to show respect. I do, actually. What I don't know is how to show respect to pumped-up blowhards who let serial killers walk free. I don't need this. I'm a patient man, Steel, but wow, you're a pest. Security? Yeah, this is Khan. I'm gonna... What the hell was that? 
Ugh. Sound like another letter bomb. Christ, I've told those flat feet a thousand times not to open anything without sending it through security first. You get the hell out of here, Steel. I mean it. You're still in that chair when I'm done dealing with this. <sighs> Morons. I could have just taken off. I had another contact. Could have washed my hands of the HCPD for good. Then I saw the folder sitting on his desk. The Samantha Cartwright case file. With a tab on the throne of Architeuthis. A tab on suspects, too. My hands were moving before I could think to stop them. Get her out of here, you hear me? I don't care if you know who she is. I say get her out! Someone tried to buy the throne from Cartwright? All right, Steely, you got ten seconds to... What do you think you're doing? Just looking for something to read, I guess. So that's how it's going to be, huh? This was all just a distraction, wasn't it? You blindsided me. What, you think I set that bomb off? It wasn't a bomb. <clears throat> There's another civilian out there who was showing one of the secretaries how to pop corn in the fusion heater. Hell of a pop. Secretary's going home with half his shirt and a real nice burn. <clears throat> Sounds like the civilian walked in here just a minute or two after you. I'm betting you know her. Hell kind of a person you think I am, Con. Some lunatic comes in off the street and you just assume that she's with me? You gonna answer her? Never met the woman. Mr. Steele, Agent Mr. Juno Steele, private investigator. I said you have your umbrella. Rita, you have my umbrella. Oh, oh, I do. Thanks, boss. Get your hands off me. I'm going, I'm going. Never met her, huh? I told her to leave the popcorn at the office. And I told you to leave your mitts off my files. You never did, actually. You just told me to leave. We're done here. Security! If you think tossing me out once is going to keep me away, Con... Captain! It's Captain to you! You really don't get it. Look, Steel. I was your last shot. Me. I'm the only reason you didn't get your teeth knocked down your throat the second you showed up. You know that? I heard stories about you, sure. But we never worked together, and I figured, hey, maybe the stories are off. People change. They do. I did, and I wouldn't be pushing this if it weren't important, Captain. Really. You gonna stop interrupting me? Now, maybe? I'd like now. Now now it'd be good. Never mind. Here they are. Well, look who it is. Captain Khan, she isn't gonna stop. If we don't find whoever's got the next Martian artifact she's after, more people are going to die. She? And who's she exactly? I don't know, but maybe you'd know if you did your job. Fine! Bite the hand that feeds! Get him out of here! I've been waiting a long time for this steal. No more force than you need to get him out the door, you hear me? You wipe that smirk off your face, I'm not kidding! There's so much as a bruise on him, you can go wrestle drunks in some dive bar over in Old Town for your next paycheck, you got it? Got it. You'd better. And don't let him in here again, I've got enough to deal with as it is. You could stop this, Con. I'm trying to play nice here. Don't kid yourself. You showed up looking for blood, and now you're cranky that you didn't like the taste as much as you thought. Get out of here! Come on, Steel. Don't put up a fight. You're lucky I don't, Beluga. The thug showed me the door, then showed me the pavement immediately outside it. And if you want to crawl over and beg, then next time, bring a resume! <laughs> How'd it go in there, Mr. Steel? How's it look like it went? The popcorn wasn't my fault, boss, I swear. The dumb secretary tried to take it out just because there was one little explosion. And anyway, if you just let me stop off at the office and pop it like I wanted... Stop, 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 it's fine. Really? Yeah, 
Really? My meeting with Khan probably would have ended this way no matter what. Good. Yeah, I kept your umbrella warm for you. Thanks. Car nearby? A couple of blocks over. I don't like to park in front of the police station. My therapist says I got associations. I didn't know you had a therapist. Well, Franny's a therapist. I don't pay her or nothing, but she reads my moonstones for your charge. Yeah, of course she does. Come on. We've got another stop to make, and we have to get there before they open. Trust me, you don't want to deal with the clientele. One of the first rules of survival in Hyperion City is figuring out who you can trust. The trouble is, that's not the kind of lesson most people survive. Cops are out. They're all either dirty or too busy cleaning up after the dirty ones to give you a hand. Gangsters are more reliable if you can afford them, and PIs, they're the worst lot by a mile. Like me. My name's Juno Steele. I'm a private eye. And whoever tells you I have a persecution complex, well, they probably have it in for me. This is the address, Mr. Steele. Vallis Vicky's Vixen Valley. Hey, boss, you didn't bring me to one of those, you know, ladies and gentlemen's clubs, did ya? Yup. Happy birthday. Mr. Steele, I'm not that kind of girl. And it ain't even my birthday and... Oh, the HR department is gonna be real mad at you about this. Rita, you are my HR department. And look at me, I'm mad, ain't I? Honestly, boss, I can't believe this. I don't even want to think about what my mother would say if she knew I was going into one of those places. I got good news for you then, Rita. Your mom's not going to be in here. I mean, probably. Wait, your mom's not going to be in here, is she? Of course she ain't! Hey, if this is your kind of gig, Vicky's the best job on Mars. Provided you can speak four languages, hack into government servers on the fly, and sweet-talk your way through every customs office from here to the Pleiades. Well, what's all that got to do with... You know... The only successful businesses in this city are just fronts for other, more successful businesses, Rita. You ever hear of things being bought and sold on the black market? Sure, in movies and stuff. Well, this is it. The black market. One of them, anyway. No, it ain't. In the movies, the black market is like... It's like uh, a big tent or something. Or somebody's basement. Or in this one movie... This is really funny, Mr. Steele. You're gonna love this. It was in the main girl's uncle's doghouse. It had a little elevator you'd go down and... Let me ask you a question, Rita. Would you buy anything out of someone's doghouse? Anything? Well, Mr. Seal, it obviously depends on the doghouse. We talking St. Bernard, or Chihuahua, or Great Dane, or Quadruple Cerberus, or... Well, most people wouldn't, alright? Especially the kind of people who've got the creds to blow on stolen art and whatever else. Vicky and the Vixens have one of the biggest fence jobs going in this club. If anyone knows about these ancient Martian artifacts trading hands in secret, it's her. Well, I don't care what they buy or sell in their free time, Mr. Steele. These places always creep me out. All those people with their wide eyes and their slimy skin and they're just looking at you and they won't stop. I think you're thinking of an aquarium, Rita. Ain't no way for somebody to make a credit, is what I'm saying. And it ain't no way for somebody to spend it either. It's gross, I tell you. Vicky's had that effect on most people. It was shiny, classy, and filled with beautiful people. So exactly where I didn't belong. The only reason they didn't kick me out the second I walked in was because I knew the manager. It had taken me ten years to finish working off the debt from the last favor I'd asked of her, so I wasn't exactly looking forward to asking another. Hi. Who's what? Detective Steele! So good to see you again. Todd? Mr. Steele, where are that man's clothes? Oh, he's wearing them. See, he's got that little... Don't point at it! It's been a long time, sir. Who are you hoping to see today? Me? Kit? I'm here for Vicky, actually. She in? Of course, but 
Well, Detective Steele, I know it's been some time, and so perhaps you've forgotten the rules. But... Private business, right. Uh, Rita's going to stay out here anyway. Just send someone over to keep her entertained, and uh, she'll be fine. Put it on my tab. I, 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 I. And Miss Rita, what are you partial to? Victims? Raynards? I don't really go in for French food. He's asking whether you want a man or a woman, Rita. Oh! Oh! I, I, I couldn't. No, I can't. No way. I just, I, I couldn't. All right. Well, if you're not interested, then I guess... Don't take whatever you got! I ain't choosy! Of course. Kit, you would help Miss Rita here. <laughs> she does know that all we offer here is fine dining and finer conversation for the discerning lady or gentleman, doesn't she? You still run that gymnastic show every hour? Well, yes. Then she'll be fine. So where's Vicky? This way, please. Todd led me through the main hall, with its velvet curtains flowing from the ceiling and its velvety voices flowing from every soft set of lips. The Vixen Valley was the kind of place you could really lose yourself if you wanted to. Surrounded by beautiful people who will share a meal with you, listen to you, agree with everything you say, and then, best of all, who will stay behind when you go home at the end of the night. All the fun of romance with none of the mess. After falling out of my own, I'd spent a few hard months with the Vixens just like that. It was a whiff at paradise until the money ran out, and I had to meet Vallis Vicky herself. Vicky's office was tucked away upstairs in a dark little service hallway that you could have walked by three times without ever seeing. That's how Vicky liked things, sitting in the shadows making sure every shot she took was deadly. She was on the phone when we got there. Vallis Vicky was usually on the phone. What are these, excuses? Do I want to hear excuses? Do I sound like I want to hear excuses to you? Of course I don't. So how are you going to explain these reports to me? What reports? What reports, he said? Can you believe his kid, Todd? No, I'm afraid I cannot believe this kid, Miss Vicky. Listen, buddy, this was not part of our deal. I don't want excuses. What do I want? That's right, I want results. These ain't results. Now look, your quarterly review is coming up, and we got a lot... That's right, it's coming up, and there's a lot riding on this thing, all right? Don't talk back at me. Don't you... Don't... He hung up. <clears throat> Detective Steele is here to see you, Miss Vicky. Yeah, I can see that. Todd, go give Victor a piece of my mind, would you? Certainly. Detective Steele. Thanks, Todd. Some phone call. Bad business? No, that was my son. God, I love that kid. Nearly two years old. Can you believe it? Yes. I don't like to miss a minute, so the wife sends reports throughout the day. I call him up if the little punk gives her any trouble. Must have been born near the last time I saw you in here. Didn't expect to see you in my office again so soon. So, talk. I was wondering if you could tell me... Oh, you know what? I've been meaning to ask you. How's your friend? The one that made it into Dark Matters? I heard you two caused a lot of trouble over in Old Town yesterday. Yeah, but Mixed I was... Mixed up with Dark Matters, getting into fights with the cops? You've been busy lately, ain't you, Steele? Oh, you know things you shouldn't. It's a neat parlor trick, Vic, but it was neater the first 300 times. <laughs> hey, a club like mine is in the business of flaunting. If you want subtlety, this place ain't really your bag. I need information on an item somewhere in Mars. Stolen probably, trouble definitely. What is it? don't know. That's what I need from you. Try jogging my memory. It's Martian. Well, if it's on Mars... Ancient Martian. Now we're getting somewhere. We talking gasoline power ancient or uh, Grimm's mask ancient? You know the answer to that. As ancient as it gets. Yeah, Grimm's mask, huh? Got a few items from that era on my radar lately. 
the saffron pill, the throne of Akatuthis, the, uh... The what? The what? The funny thing is, Steel, it just slipped my mind. Of course it did. Well, what's it going to cost to make it slip back, Vic? Well, now you mention it, I am under a little pressure lately. Yeah, that's it. Stress. Cloud me over. You take care of the stress, then maybe... So you need me to solve a problem. What's it going to be this time? Mug the president of Venus again? An innocent mistake! No wonder I fired you, Steel. With you, everything's an inquisition. You didn't fire me. I paid my dues, and on the way out, you tried to trick me into doubling them. Eh, I don't know what you're talking about. You wrote an entire contract in invisible ink and asked for my autograph. Always drama with you. Speaking of contracts, I wrote this one up just in case you dropped by. This contract is dated two hours ago. Just got lucky. No one puts a time on a contract. You're just showing off. I just need a favor. Quick one. And important enough that I ain't got time for my usual games with you, so read the contract already. It's simple enough, even you should be able to follow it. It is, actually. So you'll tell me what I want to know if I do a case for you. That sounds reasonable. Depending on the case. You know why my little combo of businesses works so well, Steel? Smuggling and skin? And a lot of both, let me tell you. Look. This town is full of people who want to buy or sell things you wouldn't exactly call legal. A lot of money to be made in that, but a lot of trouble too. So Valis Vicky's is the all-in-one package, and we take care of the details in a place where people feel comfortable. Surrounded by beautiful, half-naked people, right. He gets it! Life ain't supposed to be spent at some greasy, fold-out poker table set up in someone's basement. Guess I've been doing it all wrong then. And it's all safe. When your interests take you to this side of the law, nothing's a sure thing. That really gets in people's head, you know, makes them jumpy. So I only buy the safe stuff. Stolen, sure, but untraceable. From so far on the outer rim that even the chairman of the Hyperion Arts Collection wouldn't recognize half of it. It's comfortable here. Secure. That means something to people. You can stop the pitch anytime now, Vic. I'm not a customer. Spit it out. All right. You want it quick? My delivery system is the crown jewel of my business, and some slobs making off with it. My delivery costs are getting stolen. All of them in the same neighborhood. So, routine carjackings then. You got unlucky. If that was all, I wouldn't be so worried. Send in a couple of the vixens with a couple of trillion volts of firepower. Bing, bang, boom, you're done. But my cars are the only ones getting stolen. That can't be right. It is. This is Minerva Heights we're talking about. Smack in the middle of the damn city. Barely a hundred people live there, and they've all got enough money to pay the rest of the world to go live somewhere else. And carjacking's not exactly a rich man's game. I need those cars, Steel. This ain't just my business going down the tubes. I don't get that product to who wants it. I'm liable to get chopped up so fine you could add mayonnaise to me and call me a salad. Trying to watch my figure, but thanks for the offer. Uh, What about the drivers of the cars? they have any leads? Cars all drive themselves. I wouldn't put my vixens in danger, Steel. There's a reason pizza delivery is the best-paying gig in Hyperion, you know? More people die slinging pies than slinging grenades. So you send out a bunch of unchaperoned player pianos and they got jacked. I don't really see a mystery here, Vic. The cause is supposed to be unjackable. There's a passcode, a key, something like that. I don't know too much about it. You'd have to ask the eggheads downstairs. Point is, the cars get enough laser power to light anyone like a Christmas tree on fire if they start to touch it without the key. They're supposed to be unstoppable. I wouldn't have got where I am if they wasn't unstoppable. But somebody's stopping them. By the dozen. Who has access to that passcode? Only upper management at the Vixen Valley. Inside job, huh? Hmm. Look, a few great deals aside, I run a respectable establishment around here. I treat the Vixens well, I ain't gonna go in for a witch hunt, and I ain't gonna go firing anyone unless I'm positive they're the rat. 
This is a family business. What's the kid gonna learn about how to treat other people if I toss my workers out the second things get a little hot? Well, sounds like he'd be halfway to a degree in management over at Hyperion U, but I see your point. Are you gonna help me or not? You know, scratch that. I know you are, because I know how deep you are in this ancient Martian garbage, so just sign the damn doc and pass it over. I didn't know that was such a sore point. There, I'm all yours. Probably. So, what's the plan? You said it yourself, Vic. I'm looking for a rat. And speaking as a guy who's had plenty of rat problems, I'll tell you that the first step is always the same. You set a trap. It took a few minutes and a lot of muscle to get Rita out of that dynamite. No! You can't make me go! I wanna die here, you hear me? I have to die here! But a few minutes later, we were in the car and headed to Minerva Heights. All three of us. Vic, I know you like to get hands-on with your business, but this is... Well, what do you want me to do? Sit on my rump and wait for you to screw this up? I don't think so. You aren't driving my car. Watch me. So, detective, where to? We're going real fast, Mr. Steele. I'm guessing you don't keep your delivery cars in the Vixen Valley too easy to track, so you're bringing me wherever you do keep them. Why? Those ain't the cars I'm worried about. I know I wish we'd be a little more worried about this car. Please? I know they're not. Yet, that's the plan. You better know what you're doing, Steel. I don't want a big goddamn mess, you hear me? The wife cannot know about this. The wife won't find out, Vic, I promise. The plan was a good one. As good as any I've ever made, anyway. If a vixen was coming out to steal cars, there was only one way guaranteed to draw them out. Give them a car to steal. But first, we had to make sure the vixens knew about it. You talking back to me, Todd? After all I done for you? You gonna question me? Tell me. Who runs the Vixen Valley, huh? Is it Vallis Todd's Vixen Valley? Is it? Is it? Didn't think so. Special delivery going out to Minerva Heights in 15 minutes. You make the calls by then, or you tell Pup to put Braze Todd on tonight's goddamn menu. Back at the Vixen Valley, dozens of computer techs hiked up their fishnets and got to work. Vicky's coordinates shot through her underground servers, and there in the garage, the delivery car flexed its cannons, revved its engine, and then it was off, peeling down the road towards Minerva Heights. Oh, oh, it's getting away! Not for long, it ain't. We screamed onto the freeway. Ah! And made it over to Minerva Heights in no time. Where'd it go? I don't see it. Where'd it go? I don't know. It's already off its usual route. So our perps whoever plans the routes. Well, that's another case solved by Juno Steele, Private Eye. That's almost two dozen vixens you just described. Case ain't over yet. Lucky for us, Mission Control tracks the GPS location of every delivery bot. Until it disappears. So long as it ain't gone yet, we should... There. Tucked itself into that alley. I'm taking a look. Rita, you circle the block. And me? I've given up on telling you what to do. (laughs) There's the car. But it's just... sitting there. Yeah, that's kind of what most cars do. So we just reach out and grab it then? Nope. Now we wait. I ain't gonna sit in this puddle all day, Steel. You don't have to. There's another puddle right over there. Or you could wait in the car with Rita. Mm. I thought I was bad at waiting, but Vicky surprised me. We sat in that alley for barely 20 minutes, and Vicky was ready to blow her stack after three. This is rich. Oh, this is great. You really get paid to do this all day? Sit in an alley and wait for your opening to disappear. Christ, what a racket. I should have paid you half what you got. Waiting seems that easy to you, huh? Not like you're doing anything, is it? If it's that easy, then you shouldn't have any trouble doing it quietly. Fine. I'll wait. 
I'll wait you under the goddamn table. You'll see. I can wait with the best of them. I never said you couldn't. Couldn't you pick a drier corner? These are new pants. Vic, this is a storm drain. There aren't any dry corners. Jesus! The wife ain't gonna take this well, Steel. They were a gift. I really wish people would stop moaning about their wives today. I'm getting real sick of it. Yeah, you'll get it when you get married. Don't hold your breath. One second thought, too. Someone's coming. Get real close. If whoever that is doesn't watch herself, she's gonna be shrapnel in seconds. Shh! Back off, Buster. Or you're gonna be shrapnel in seconds. I've got such suck-ups over in R&D. It's coming closer. Looks familiar, but where have I seen... He accepted. Got a password? Zerda. What the... Accepted. You got lucky. This time, punk. <laughs> Todd! It was Todd. Stepping through the thick rain of the alley. It took me a second to recognize him. I usually didn't see him wearing... Well hands. I'm gonna wring his scrawny neck. He's taking off! Steel, get your girl over here and let's go! Cool it, Vic. Where's he gonna go? It's a dead end. Or it looked like a dead end. The damn wall just folded up like a garage door. Are you really just gonna sit around to see his next trick? I don't know. I'm trying to think. Well, think out here all you want. I'm going in. Wait ten minutes and then bring in a cleaning crew. Vic, get back here. Damn it. It was too late. The door was already closing. I didn't know what we'd find there. Didn't know if there'd be any place to hide, but I knew that Vicky was going to make our ambush about as subtle as a neon mousetrap, and I knew I couldn't get what I needed if she got herself gutted. I followed, and the door closed behind us. Decided to show some spine, huh? Keep it down. We don't know what's in here. If you want all your cars back, we need to stay quiet until we figure out everything we can. Fine, I'll play super spy, but I ain't gonna put on one of those damn cat suits. Did, did, did I even... <laughs> Never mind. Look, at least it's dark, so stick to the walls, go slow, and try not to let anyone see you. This, to me, is not expert advice, Steel. Look, just try to take stock of what they've got. How are you so sure my product's all here? I'm not. I have a system, I think. Do I really have to explain every step to you? If I'm paying for those steps, yeah! Look, even if your cars aren't here, you should find a trail to where... Damn, the lights. Hide. What the... Ain't nothing here but the car we brought. When I said hide, I meant now. I'm done hiding. Todd, get out here! Todd! I'm not feeling good about this, Vic. Ain't my fault. Whose fault is it, exactly? Time is money, Steel. I got a business to get to. A family. Well, at this rate, you'll be real lucky if you ever see either of them again. What's that coming in the vents? I don't know. Let me check the weather report. It's gas. The hell do you think it is? I ain't dying here, Steel. The wife cannot know about this. I'll be sure not to invite her to the funeral. Get us out of this! The doors are locked. This is your fault. I don't want excuses. I want results. I'll give you results. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Ah. You like that? Not cool. Not cool. Ow, 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 ow. gas in the air, you moron. You? 
Work for me, P.I. Watch who you call. Uh. Vicky hit the ground, and the ground didn't stand a chance. Neither did I. The air was full of gas now, gray with it. My lungs filled up with the stuff thick and warm as cotton. And off in the distance by the door, I swore I could see the silhouette of Todd. All six well-toned feet of him. I tried to feel betrayed, but really, I just felt sleepy. The gas filled me up till I was lighter than air, and then I slept. Vicky, what are you doing in my... Vicky, Vic, wake up. Honey, just let me go back to... What was that for? What do you mean? We didn't... We ain't... <laughs> of course we didn't. Jesus. You ever wake up and I'm in bed next to you, Steel? Do me a favor and smother me with a pillow before I open my eyes. Listen, Vic, if that ever happens, first pillow's for me. Where the hell are we? What do you think I am, a bat? I can't see in the dark any better than you. Stop whining and find a light. Got it. <laughs> what? What's so funny? <laughs> nice pajamas, Steel. Where'd you get them? What? Someone changed my clothes. What the hell is this? It's a tuxedo, moron. Seriously? You're wearing one too, you know. I'm what? Gassing us? Changing us in our sleep? Some kind of sicko we're dealing with. Hey, I look pretty good. Oh, stop drooling over yourself and help me find a way out of here. Steel! All right, all right, I'm coming. Can't see anything could pick the lock. Just a bunch of cleaning junk. Must be some kind of supply room. You try the door? Of course I didn't try the door. You think they're just going to drug us and leave us in an unlocked closet? Well, damn. No ropes, no lock, nice duds. I'm thinking our kidnapper wants us to enjoy the party. It's a fancy place. I figure Todd got his hands on enough cash for a place like this. Selling off all the junk he stole from you? He didn't sell it. It's all on the walls. You're kidding me. These paintings? And the drapes, that vase, even the plant inside it. That's a Procellian nightshade. Straight for Ranga, last of its goddamn kind. Worth ten billion creds on a cheap day. And it's sitting in someone's goddamn hallway! So Todd stole all these cards from you and used them to jazz up his apartment. I knew it. I never should have trusted him. Todd was always too much of a weasel to be a vixen. He could be working with somebody. For someone, maybe. Anyone come to mind? Gonna pop him like a goddamn weasel as soon as I get my hands on him. <sighs> Sounds like the party's on the other side of this door. Alright, we'll take a quick look. Should be easy enough to find Todd. We'll grab him, grab your stuff, and get out of here. Ready? I'll take that as a yes. Uh-oh. Easy enough to find him, huh? How was I supposed to know there was going to be 3,000 people at this stupid party? This is great. Just great. You're a lousy detective, Steele. I'm getting the hell out of here. The wife's going to tear me to pieces for this. So soon? Oh, Vic, you haven't even asked me to dance yet. Stuff it, Steele. I'm sick of this. Sick all of it. I'm trusting the cause to you now. I'm supposed to be a respectable business. Getting my hands dirty like some kind of... <gasps> little rat! Don't be so hard on yourself. Rat, maybe, but little... Vic! Vicky, where are you going? Todd! When I get my hands on you, there ain't gonna be enough left to stuff a sausage roll! She cut through the party like a sledgehammer through butter. 
I caught up just in time to stop her from doing the same to Todd's face. Let go! Let go of me, Steel! No can do, Vic. I made you a promise, remember? You kill Todd in front of all these people and your wife finds out about your little side job in the morning paper. I must suggest you take Detective Steele's advice, Vicky. Who are you calling Vicky? I'm your boss, damn it! Not anymore, I'm afraid. I resigned. Resigned! You're fired! You mess with the wrong guy, Weasel. I own this town. You think you're ever going to get a job again? I'll put you in the ground, buddy. And I'll put whoever hired you even deeper. And I I'll- do appreciate the offer, Vicky, but that won't be necessary. I already have an employer. And I believe she's on her way now. You're sunk, Todd. Sunk. Backstab me? There ain't nobody in this town. Hell, ain't nobody in this galaxy who ever even made me flinch. You hear me? He can hear you perfectly well, Vicky. I think the whole party can. Who the hell do you think you are buttoning in on? What the... No. You gotta be kidding me. Ingrid Lake. I'd never seen the woman behind us before, but Vicky certainly had. Ingrid Lake was a cool drink of water. Liquid nitrogen cool, with blue eyes that shimmered like glacial planets in a soft night sky. <sighs> she was a showstopper. The crowd around her froze... And so did Vicky. They hadn't shared many words, but I already knew the kinds that they must have shared before. The soft midnight words that barely make it past the pillow. And at some point, the big explosive ones that tear a life in two. These two had history, and I didn't like it. History is messy. That's why in a job like mine, I keep from making any of my own. P.I. works dirty enough without your own muck getting mixed into the business. Valis Vicky, in the flesh... Oh, how wonderful. I was so hoping you'd accept my invitation. You call a lungful of knockout gas an invitation? Steel, I'll handle this. I'm not sure you will. You look like you can barely handle standing up. Don't let her fool you, Detective. Vicky is a very capable woman. So very strong. Thought you were in Hoosgau, Ingrid. I was. What a marvelous establishment, Hoosgau. The only prison I've ever heard of that genuinely cares about corrections. So open, so willing to listen. I bet the cameras are pretty willing, too. Oh, they are. And so many generous people watching those cameras. Such lovely, lovely people. They gave me a second chance, Vicky. A second chance at life. Away from those prison bars. A second chance at the only life I'd ever really want. We call it quits for a reason, because I went to Hoosgau, yes. But this beautiful city had other plans. It heard my plea, and I... I'm back now. I'm back. It's been 15 years. And I'll regret those years forever. But there's nothing to be done about them, Vicky. Only the future now. The beautiful future before us. Don't you see? A lot changes in 15 years. Not how I feel about you. Yeah, well... And not how you feel about me, Vicky. Don't try to tell me otherwise. I'll smell the lie on your breath. Right here. <clears throat> I'm, uh, I'm still right here. No, no, no. Look, Ingrid, I'm sorry all this shook out the way it did, but... Jesus, I got a kid now. A wife. I'm, I'm trying to go straight. To get out of all that business you and I got up to. They'll understand. We're in love. And you do still owe me from that business, Vicky. Owe you? No, no way. I told you it was a bad idea. I didn't want any part of it to begin with. But can you deny you needed it? Needed me? 
I, uh, you may not like what I did for you, Vicky. It may not taste as sweet as those cheap cigars of yours, but you can't deny you've benefited from it. You wouldn't have your precious Vixen Valley without your darling Ingrid, would you? I would you? I, I don't know. All right. Is it money you want? I'll get you money. I owe you that much anyway. Money? You think I want money? I, uh, I, I mean... You think I'm going to take money from you like one of your cheap little vixens? Hey, nobody calls my vixens cheap. Well, that's all they're worth, isn't it? Todd knows. They give time, they're paid in money. Well, I paid 15 years for you, Vicky. 15 years of a heart behind prison bars, and if you think any paycheck can ever be worth 15 years of a life, you're a bigger fool than you were all those years ago. Oh, darling, let's not fight. I hate when we fight. You weren't the only one. That's not what this is all about. Anyway, the stolen paintings and everything else, I don't care about them. I care about you, Vicky. All those years I sat in my cell and I pined for you. Pined. And now, now we can be together again. Don't you want that? Uh, no. Ingrid, I'm sorry. What? I got a life. 15 years ago is 15 years ago. I got now to deal with. You're really turning me down? I am. I never thought. Well, but of course I did. You were always so stubborn, Vicky. Ever since the day I met you. That's why I had to steal all of those cars to get you here. To show you this beautiful place with all this beautiful art on the walls. The kind of life we'll have together when you come to your senses. That's right. You never knew how to take care of yourself. Well, lucky that your Ingrid is back now to show you just how it's done. Ingrid. Shh, hush now. Take some time to think. Until midnight, that's just it. Oh, you're such a romantic, Vicky. A confession of love at midnight. Ingrid, it ain't like that anymore. Vic, let's go. I don't think she's gonna hear you where she's gone. Go? Where is anyone going? Nobody can leave until the party's over. Ingrid. The doors are locked, ain't they? I couldn't let you get skittish, could I? Well, if you'll excuse me, it's nearly time for my toast. But I'll see you again, darling. And soon. If not here, then in our home beyond the stars. Goodbye. I thought my exes were bad. Vic? Vicky, you alright? No. Still, you want to know the truth? I ain't alright. But what? Attention, everyone. Can I have your attention, please? Thank you. And thank you all so, so very much for coming. It means the world to me. It really does. And I hope that I can return to each and every one of you just a portion of the kindness you've shown me. This is about that home beyond the stars crack, isn't it? Vic. A second chance. That's what you've all given me. A second chance. And sitting in that cell, I thought, what gift could be more beautiful, more precious than a second chance? Ingrid and I used to get up to some dirty business deal. Ain't exactly proud of it. Without my editor? My publicist, in all your kind words and open hearts, I would still be in that cell, rotting inside and out. Because as beautiful as trust is not to have it, 
wrong side of the law, barely outrunning the cops day in, day out, more than a few close scrapes. And we thought, if they catch us, they ain't exactly gonna lock us up together. And who knew if we'd ever see each other again? What are you driving at, Vic? To never be given a second chance. Why, that could make you mad. (laughs) And I don't know what I would have done if I were denied my second chance. Something. Oh, it's too horrible to think about. We promised they ever caught us, we'd head to what we called our home beyond the stars. No ticket necessary, just two heavy-duty laser bolts to our own brains. Steel. You've got to get me out of here. i got a wife waiting for me. i got a kid, you hear me? I ain't gonna die. So thank you all. Thank you all so very much. I couldn't ever repay you, not possibly. But for your generosity, I hope, at midnight tonight, to show you just what the new Ingrid Lake is capable of. I ain't gonna die here, Steel, you hear me? I ain't gonna die. A toast to starting over. Starting over. Every nut house, poorhouse, and jailhouse in the galaxy is bursting with people asking to start it all over again. But there's no such thing. Never has been. You can't outrun your past. It always finds a way to catch up with you. Take Val as Vicky, who'd broken Ingrid Lake's big, crazy heart, which loved too much for anyone's good. Vicky thought she got away with it. She thought with a 15-year head start, she could finally have the clean slate she always wanted. But there's no such thing. Never has been. Val's Vicky broke a heart, and history had caught up with her. In one hour, the heart would still be broken, and unless I did something about it, Val's Vicky would be broken too. If you've enjoyed this tale, please consider supporting the Penumbra on Patreon. You could receive episodes early, read our scripts, and hear commentary by our casting crew for only a few dollars per episode. You can find that page at patreon.com slash the penumbra podcast. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash the penumbra podcast. Please consider supporting the artists who make this possible. Every dollar helps. You can also support the penumbra by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter at the penumbra pod, telling your friends about us, telling your friends to tell their friends about us, and especially by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. Every rating, comment, and kind word spreads our stories farther and inspires us to keep creating more and better tales to come. This tale, Juno Steele and the Midnight Fox, was told by the following people. Joshua Elon as Juno Steele, Kate Jones as Rita, Elliot Sicard as Captain Omar Khan, Leslie Drescher as Vallis Vicky, John Smalls as Todd, and Melissa Enulet as Ingrid Lake. On staff at the Penumbra, Kevin Vibert is our lead writer and recording engineer. Sophie Kaner is our director and sound designer. Graham Turner is our lead editor. Juno's theme was written by Ryan Vibert. The Penumbra is created and produced by Sophie Kaner and Kevin Vibert. I'm so sorry you've been called away, dear traveler. We eagerly await your return.
save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options in stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money. 